Well, hello, hello, hello there. Welcome to the Doom and Bloom podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. My name is Casey Kingry, and I'm a yoga teacher and I'm a life coach. And this is a place where we take all the challenges that will inevitably exist all around us, and we learn how to interface with them in a way that supports us to truly grow, thrive, and ultimately bloom. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for being on this chakra exploration. Um, So this is powerful, wonderful work, and so exciting for me to share it with you. Um, The chakras are such an interesting concept. They're a metaphysical concept that help us to bridge the gap between the parts of us that we can see and the parts of us that we can't see. Um, And we have these conversations in the yogic space all the time. And so it's so fun for me to come outside of the yogic space and have these conversations in, in the mainstream, right? Because this is information that's useful and beneficial and accessible to anyone, regardless of whether or not you do yoga. And so, um, like I say to my students and clients all the time, like yoga is just filled with so many portals, so many windows that we can look through, lenses, so to speak, that that, that we can use to examine ourselves, right? And yoga is a tool for processing. Yoga is a tool to help us understand ourselves, to help us know ourselves, to help change our perspective about the way we see ourselves and the world. And so these chakras, these energy centers that we've been studying together through the podcast and that we're continuing to study today, um, these are just entry points into your own self, all right? These are just windows into your own soul, into your own body, into your experience of being human. And that's really what yoga is to me. It's it's human technology on how to be alive, (laughs) on how to do this, on how to move from birth to death for how to be alive in our bodies, knowing that we're not just our bodies, that we're spirits, and how to be alive and vibrant in our souls and our spirits, also fully wrapping ourselves around the fact that we are human and we have bodies and and we are quote unquote sort of limited to this experience based on what, these, what our humanity can show us. So it's this conversation around sort of blooming and harvesting at the same time about getting free spiritually and then being fully embodied wrapped in skin and being human all simultaneously and the chakras enable us to do this well so i'm super excited to offer this to you and you know i'm doing a a seven week chakra series in my community here in minnesota and it's been so wonderful again outside of the yoga space to do this with just sort of mainstream people and and in a new way and um what was i going to tell you about that i can't remember but anyway it'll come back to me and this work is so profound and so helpful and um it's really applicable to your everyday life and so oh what i was going to say is that um i think i think if you had this conversation about the chakras or the throat chakra, which is what we're here to discuss together today. I feel that if you had this conversation with 10 different yoga teachers or 10 different, you know, quote unquote chakra specialists, like you'd have 10 completely different conversations or they might be similar in some ways, but each each person, each school of thought um, has a different sort of take. I mean, and, and I don't think there's any right or wrong, but what I think I bring to the table is that I am a devoted yogi 
And I am devoted not only to the, the asana, the, the physical practice, but I am devoted to yoga philosophy. And I'm a student and a follower of yogic philosophy. I very much believe that the yoga isn't something that we're meant to simply do. It's, it's something that we're meant to become. And so I am, I am an avid yogi and I take the practice quite seriously. Um, so I hold that part in one hand. I, I'm almost getting emotional already. If you listen to my podcast, it's just a guarantee that I'm going to cry and I'm going to drop the F-bomb. So all of those things, both of those, those things are going to happen probably repeatedly. Um, but this work is just so beautiful. And, and I get really proud of myself, actually, when I share this with you, because I've really, you like I've done my work and, and these tools um, have helped me and I'm so grateful. And so when I share this with you, sometimes I surprise myself where I'm like, wow, I really have grown into this person and it, it, it moves me. Anyway, I am a devoted yogi who takes the practice seriously and I'm so proud to say that about myself. And so I hold that part of my identity in one hand, and then I'm also a coach. And I, I've done my own work to heal, and I continue to do it every day. And I help facilitate other people to do their work, whether it's it's healing, it's, it's always healing and growing at the same time, right? And I help people to integrate what they want into who they are. And so I think that that's what you get from me, specifically with this Doom and Bloom podcast, is that you get the yogic and the coaching. You get a blend of, of here's my take on what these chakras really are, and it goes way beyond simply the color or the location in the body. And, and we, I also tell you what to, what to do with it not as a command, but I give you options and opportunities. And I, I try to bridge the gap between this knowledge and how you can apply it between this knowledge and just holding it in this sort of like theoretical space of like cognitive understanding, which is great. But then I help you to really make it meaningful in your lives. So hopefully you can get that from me in this podcast in and of itself. And if you want more, you can always join my Patreon where you'll get this podcast plus mudras, plus morning rituals, plus yogic practices, plus all sorts of other things to help you integrate the teachings. Um, and you can also always work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And this is my specialty is taking these these lofty notions that 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 make sense in the head and and applying to them to your experience below the neck right and i am like a ninja when it comes to looking at your life and helping you integrate the things that you want on a daily basis in small successful ways to the degree where it doesn't feel like you're doing a whole heck of a lot daily but eventually over time you wake up and look around and everything has shifted and it's such a beautiful thing. So um, if you already know you want to do that, you can go to my website at lifecoachingbylotus.com and you can just book a free call with me. I also have a special offer for you if you want to stay till the end um, specific to these chakra related podcasts. So if you want to hang with me all the way to the end, there will be a special offer just for you um, as to how we could apply this knowledge together going forward. So um, with all of that being said, thank you so much for being here. And let's dive in to the throat chakra energy. So the, the chakras are an energetic system. 
the primary chakras live inside the body and they run all the way from the bottom, the very base of the tailbone, literally your perineum, like the very, very base of, of your organs. And then they spread all the way up through the spine, all the way up to the crown of your head. Excuse me, and I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today, so you might hear a few sniffles. Um, but um, so the, the seven primary chakras run along what's basically your spinal column. And then in energetics, we call that the Shishumna Nadi. And the Shishumna is made of two other separate smaller nadis. And so the nadis are energetic pathways inside of the body that energy can course through. And the two nadis that make up the Shishumna are the Ida and the Pingala. And one is masculine and one is feminine, and each carries the, the feminine lunar energy and then, and then the, the sol solar masculine energy. And so together, these nadis basically interchange or weave themselves up the, up the spinal column to form the Shishumna, and that's where the energy radiates inside of the body. And so um, some traditions in Chinese medicine would call this energy qi. In yoga, we call it prana. Um, kundalini yoga calls it kundalini rising, this kundalini energy. And so in that tradition of yoga, it's the visualization of a coiled snake or serpent, serpent at the base of the spine. And it's essentially our life's work to uncoil that serpent, the energy that's locked inside of that snake inside of the body at the base of the spine, so that that kundalini energy, the life force that is you, can run freely, unblocked, overflowing and rampant through your system so that you may be filled with this prana life force chi. Um, and so that's really what these conversations are about, is unfurling the serpent or the unlocked, the unrealized energy that's inside of you, and also noticing the places where this kundalini rising or this, this river of kundalini energy might get blocked inside of you, might get tripped up or or stuffed away or wounded or other places that might be overcompensating or might be running rampant and taking over. So this is all about sort of your internal energetic balance and what it feels like to be you inside and in your body and on the outside. And it's kind of about um, uncovering anything that's resisting you, anything that's getting in the way of this precious energy um, coursing freely through your system. And so that's why it's important to have these conversations it's because energy, even though we cannot see it, we all, I hope, can agree that we can feel it, that, that even the things that we cannot see are very, very profound and important in our lives. And so maybe this is a conversation about giving more prominence and giving more weight to the mystery and to the magic and to the unquantifiable and giving a voice to these these parts inside of us that cannot be quantified, that cannot be named. Here come the tears because I think it's so beautiful that we have lost this, my friends, that in our modern Western world that is so over-masculinized and is so um, preoccupied and obsessed with with producing and performing and and making things happen and solving it and figuring it out and logic overall and mind over matter that we've forgotten that there's these precious 
and mysterious and dark, murky corners that live inside of us that are filled with mysteries and magic and beauty that is inexplicable and that is that is un un untouchable inside of us, that there are these parts inside of us that that are just dying to come out and to be seen and to emerge and to, to have a voice. And so that's what I'm here to do is to give these parts inside of you a voice so that you can start to understand yourself more deeply, so that you can start to connect with that deep voice that's within, that lives inside of your own intuition, that lives inside of your body, in your bones, in your blood, in your tissues, so that you can stop relying on your mind, on your brain, on your mental cognition for every single thing in your life, and that you can begin to trust yourself in your body, your whole body, your heart, mind, and spirit. Okay, so thank you for coming to my podcast and to my TED Talk. I feel like I could just be done. Sometimes I get so moved literally by the spirit inside of me. But um, I hope that, that, that by hearing my words and my authenticity and my passion that you can find your own as well. So let's begin. Well, let's talk specifically about the throat chakra. So there are seven of these chakras. Three of them live down low. And those are called the lower triangle chakras. It's the root, the sacral, and the solar plexus. And I've done podcasts on all of these, so you can go back and listen to them at any time. But these energies are down low in the body, in the legs, again, in the, in the bones, at the base of the, the spine, in the abdomen, in the belly. And these three energies form together to, to form your lower triangle. And they're the foundational energies of your body and your, your inner self. And the lower we are on the chakra chain down there at the bottom, the more substantial things are, the more earthly things are, the more human things are. So these three base chakras down below, really, it's sort of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They, they help us to get our, our base needs met, to, to tend to our own security so that we can build upon it, so that we can be connected and vital, and so that we can use that sense of rootedness in the root and vitality in the abdomen to then create a fire in the belly, the confidence, the the confidence um, of the root and again, the vitality of, of the abdomen to take those two things together and then express them in the belly to go out and take action in the world, to go do your thing, to go be confident, to be yourself. And so those are all lower triangle energies, right? And those three energies together form the lower triangle and that triangle tip is pointed upward. And so all that energy will funnel its way to the heart. Right? So there are seven chakras. And so the there's three at the bottom, then the heart is in the very middle. And now what we're doing with the throat chakra is we're ascending up past the heart space into what we call the upper triangle. And so this upper triangle energy, like the lower triangle was very earthly human matter energy, this upper triangle is more spiritual and ethereal and transcendent energy, right? So it's, we can't, we can't hold on to it as easily. We can't define it as easily. Um, and it all lives above, in and above the neck, all right? And so these three energies form together to then point downward. So all these energy points downward again to the surprise, surprise heart chakra. And I spoke about that when I did the heart chakra last week about how 
the heart's job then is to find equilibrium between the messages and the energy that's being sent from down below from the lower triangle and then also from up above in the upper triangle and that's the heart's job is to find homeostasis based on what it's receiving from above and below from upstream and downstream so today we're going to begin our conversation about the upper triangle starting with the throat chakra vishuddha vishuddha translates from the sanskrit to mean especially pure so start to notice what comes up for you when I say some of these, these things. Like maybe when I was even talking about Kundalini rising and that serpent coiled energy that's at the base of your spine, many, many people have a negative affinity towards Kundalini simply because it's represented by a snake. And so it is very important to take into account your perspective and context as we talk about these notions. Because in India, which is the birthplace of you know yoga and the chakras, the chakras are sprung from a Hindu, um, they, they came from Hindu tradition, right? And and the, the snake, the serpent, the cobra specifically is very, very special in Indian culture. It represents transformation and an unfurling of potentiality. It represents growth and transcendence, all these beautiful things. But here in the West, um, I would say that the interpretation of a snake or a serpent, serpent is completely different, right? Based on Judeo-Christian mentality that, that Satan came into the Garden of Eden in the form of a snake. And it was in that moment that mankind, so to speak, from this, relig from this religious perspective, specifically went off course. And so it was all due to the serpent and them eating from the tree of knowledge that then created this rift, this chasm between mankind and God. And then now it's sort of like the Christian journey to restore that chasm. And so most of us here in the West have been indoctrinated with that concept on some level. Um, whether you're a Christian or not, um, these concepts tend to get, they bleed out and embed. They say that we have a, you know, we see in our politics every day, there's, you know, we aim to have a separation between church and state, but it's, it's not really possible um, all the time. So when we think about these things and we talk about these things, I would ask you to really look at the lens that you're looking through and recognize that these traditions came from a completely different part of the world where these symbols mean something completely differently. And I would really hate for you to miss out on all of the wisdom and all of the beauty and all the medicine that is embodied in these conversations simply because they turn you off based on, you know, your conditioning. So be aware of your conditioning. And I say that specifically in the throat chakra because the translation is especially pure. And so notice what comes up for you when I say especially pure. All right. I'll get back to that more in a little bit. So um, Vishuddha, especially pure. The element for this chakra is ether. So the space in which all things are contained. It's about truth. It's about hearing. It's about listening. And again, this chakra is about purity. All right. So the bija sound for this chakra is hum. 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 So you can simply utter that vibration or that chant um, to tap into this energy. And 
Speaking of which, chants, these bija sounds, these bija seed sounds are thought again in the, in the Hindu um, tradition, the yogic Indian tradition, that these are the, the primordial sounds of the universe. So when, if you were to chant something like hum to access the throat chakra, it does not mean that you're chanting or praying to any sort of deity or anything like that. It's literally tapping into the, the vibration of all existence. And, and this particular vibration can access what's happening in this energy center of the throat. You could think of energy centers like wheels. That's what the, the name chakra translates to in the Sanskrit to mean wheel. You also might think of them as houses, that each chakra is like a house that lives inside of you. And within each house, each house is responsible for a different part of the body, a different part of your energy, a different part of your beingness. Um, and I also will say, because this comes up sometimes, that my teacher, um, Molly Busby, who I've learned so much about chakras from, you can find her on Instagram. Her handle is Molly of the North. She's got such an incredible life. She very interesting. She lives on the in the Arctic Circle, um, and and her her name is spelled M O L L I E. So if you do try to find Molly of the North, you've got to spell her name right. I've had people come back to me wanting to find her and haven't been able to do so. But um, she really gets on me specifically, or has in the past about that that the word chakra is a hard ch. It's ch ch chakra. And it's not chakra. So it's like, you know, it's like if your name is is Chad and people call you Shad, right? And so that's something that I really believe in is is really pronouncing it the way it's meant to be. And that's something I've had to retrain myself. I'm, I'm off on all sorts of different tangents today. I haven't even really dove into the throat. Um, anyway, back to the throat chakra. So you can access this by, um, you know, any of the chakras you could access by chanting or humming or vibrating that bija sound, but specifically for the throat chakra, singing and humming will stimulate that area because this is where that energy center lives. It lives in your throat, in your larynx, in your voice box. It's in your jaw, your mouth, your tongue. This energy governs your upper shoulders. You might, if you, the imbalance, you might have a tight neck or something like that. Um, and it's all about speaking your truth and also listening. All right. So let's get into some of these. I've kind of just given you a, a broad brushstroke overview, but let me talk, just dive in to some deep concepts here. And I'm already 22 minutes in, so we've got a lot of ground to cover. Um, so the throat chakra is about speaking your truth from a place of deep connection with yourself. All right. So when Vishuddha translates to mean especially pure, this is what it means to me. So when, when we speak and use our voice, it has to come from somewhere, right? And I work with a lot of clients that are like, well, I wanted to say this to my partner, but it felt like it was coming from a place of resentment. Well, I wanted to say this to my kids, but it felt like it was coming from a place of fear, etc. So this is that conversation of when you utter the words out of your mouth, where are they coming from? Are they coming from the real you, the pure you, the true authentic you? Or are they coming from a place of limiting beliefs, of old stories, of fear, of projection, of what you think you should say, of what you think you should do? I work with a lot of clients who have a hard time with relationships because they're really in the habit of sort of manufacturing their own behavior to try to make other people feel better or to try to like, 
get a positive result. And when we do that, we're not coming from our own authenticity. We're trying to be who we want to be in order to make things smooth or to keep things going. And so this is a conversation about not doing that or seeing how we do that and and starting to learn that, you know, whatever is on the inside is going to make its way to the outside. So this is a conversation about making sure what is on the outside, whatever lands in the ethers and the space outside of you through the vehicle of your voice is the real you. And that's where the purity comes in. And that's why I ask you to examine your lens, right? Because usually again, here in the West, because of this Judeo-Christian mindset, when we hear purity, most people think virginal. Most people think this Judeo-Christian notion of untarnished, untouched, unblemished, white, virginal, clean, no problems, nothing wrong, purity. And I'll give you the punchline. The yoga does not take that approach to purity. Thank goodness. I lived under that guise or that definition of purity for so long. And it's like, if you fuck up as as a young person in life with that mindset, it was really damaging to me to feel that I had already lost my purity and there was no going back for me, you know, and, and it wasn't sexually necessarily, so to speak, it was just in all sorts of ways, including sexually. But in yoga, the notion of purity is that it, it's purely you, that it's the real you, that it's the authentic you. The yoga believes that, that each person has dharma. Each person has this mission this, this reason for being alive that no one else can complete. And, and really the whole part of being alive is, is purifying this internal essence so that, that you're, you're pure and whole and true on the inside so that you can go put all that pureness, beauty, authenticity on the outside. So maybe that's the first question that I would ask you is, do you feel that what lands on the outside matches your insides is what you're saying and communicating and sending out into the world a true representation of your values of who you really are on the inside and if not it might not be necessarily an issue of opening your mouth and speaking your truth but it might be an issue of this internal work of cleaning up your authenticity on the inside of understanding why you're making your decisions, of what rules you're living your life by, and rewriting the manual so that you can live life by your own rules and therefore have whatever you're sending out into the ethers in your essence matches what's on the inside. So the throat chakra is about purity. It's about communicating from that deep sense and self, that, that, that deep sense of self, the deep connection with self. So the chief operating force of this chakra is not speaking, it's not truth. All of those are properties of this energy, but the chief operating force, what it's really here to do in the throat is resonance. All right, so it's not just about screaming, shouting, blurting your truth from the rooftops. It's about honing your truth and being so connected to the real you that you can communicate and send your truth out into the ethers to be received in a way that is resonant, that others can resonate with, that people can receive, that, that, that's of a vibration 
that people can understand and work with, all right? So I think that this is a really beautiful concept. And, and this energy, it doesn't only govern your speaking parts, but it also governs your ears. So it's about, again, the whole process of speaking and listening. Again, resonance. So the whole quest for this purification process, right, is to not be right or wrong, not be focused on being good or bad, but honoring the real truth that is inside of you. And again, we get so conditioned to stay safe, to follow the rules. This is what we should do. We should all over ourselves, right? And then we live our lives and we wake up one day and we're like, well, I want to follow my intuition, but I have no idea how. And it's because we've been following the rules of good and bad, right and wrong. So this is not about being good. It's not about being right. It's about being you, okay? So to me, this means that we must do our work of becoming pure, on the inside, of becoming authentic on the inside, of becoming true and fully, fully ourselves so that when we speak or send our essence out into the ethers, it's not all jumbled up, right? So if you're all jumbled up on the inside, it makes sense that, that what you send out to the outside is also gonna be jumbled up or that it's gonna jumble others up, right? So we have to do our own inner work so that we can be connected to our own inner essence so that when we communicate verbally or otherwise, it is really the message and the vibration that is consistent with who we really are, right? So these concepts can be distilled down to vibration. And the whole concept about vibration is that like attracts like, right? So if, if you're not receiving the types of vibration or energy around you, it might be one place to look inside of you, right? And, and what are your hangups? What's, what are you resisting? What are you trying to glaze over, not accept, or, or blow past? Or what are you stuffing down? What are you not admitting? What are you not willing to face? What are you not willing to accept? All of these things on the inside. Um, what parts are you judging in yourself? What parts are you judging in others? Like all of these things going on on the inside, judgment, criticism, comparison, not enoughness, it's not working, it's not happening. All of these things, beliefs on the inside will show up on the outside, right? So if we want a different experience in our relationships and our speech and our communication and the way things are going on the outside, my answer is always to look on the inside. All right. So the archetypes for this energy are the communicator and the silent child. And I, the archetypes I think are so important not to be judgmental, not to again, categorize or check off a box, but to just see the spectrum of possibility of how, what this energy looks like when it's well-functioning, what this energy looks like when it's not well-functioning. And then you can just kind of use that to kind of gauge where do you find yourself in the scheme of things? How, where are your opportunities? to lean more in the direction that you wanna go. So the communicator is someone who lives from personal integrity. They tell the truth to the best of their ability and they are skilled when it comes to putting words to their feelings. They're able to stand up for what they believe in and they can also say no when they need to. And so since they say no, you know that you can trust their word. In opposition to that, on the other side of the spectrum, the silent child is someone who has suppressed their expressiveness because of fear or shame, right? And so someone, this person would hide their feelings and not be connected to their higher truth. And they might say yes when they mean no. So their word is difficult to trust. 
And I'll be super honest and tell you that I have big silent child tendencies in my relationships. But it is so easy. You know, they say that people pleasing can be a trauma response, that we learn people pleasing to stay safe, right? So that when we're okay with other people, then we're okay inside of ourselves and we're okay in our lives. And I, that is something that I'm way, way trying to heal inside of myself right now. Excuse me. And so, um, if you are a person who says yes, when you mean no, I just want to tell you that you're not alone, that this is something that I'm really working on in my own life and that it's not easy and that there are always reasons that we're not doing these things. So my coaching to you would never be just like, go start speaking your truth. It would be to look at the reasons why you have a hard time doing so. Look at the places that you don't feel safe and ask yourself what those reasons could be and and what what needs to be healed and what needs to be tended to. And if you want help doing this, this is literally what I do for a living. But um, so my coaching is not to just like get over it and go start doing it. It's I love resistance. I love when we have resistance to things because when we have resistance, that's you showing yourself what wants to be healed in order for you to be able to do this, right? So as you try to explore this or, or practice this for yourself, again, it's not just about like opening your mouth and blurting out your truth. It's starting to really bear witness to the pieces inside of you that tell you that you cannot and start to examine and look and heal those places. All right. So to become more of the communicator and not the silent child. I want to share with you that there's this really beautiful concept in yoga. I think it's really beautiful called Vak Siddhi, V-A-K-S-I-D-D-H-I. It's two words. And so the word Siddhi in Sanskrit means transcendent. It means highest state. Um, and so like in the liberation channel, in this, this freedom channel, this upward channel that goes up the Shishumna, um, Siddhi is sort of where we're aiming for. It's like our highest self, our best self. So that's what the word siddhi means. But the word vak is the yogic, the Sanskrit word for voice. And the yogis see the voice as an organ in and of itself, which I think is so precious. And so vak is like not just the sound that your voice makes, but it's it's your throat, it's your larynx, it's your windpipe, your trachea, your esophagus, it's your tongue, it's it's the flesh of your voice. It's the, the, the blood of your voice. It's the organ of your voice and everything that is required to make that happen. And the yogis believe that the more you speak your pure, your pure truth out into the world, that the more you're able to make manifest. And it's actually the city is a place that devoted yogis can reach where they can, they can speak and their word becomes reality. Right. And so this means to me that the, the more we speak our truth, the, the easier it becomes to speak our truth and the more our truth becomes real. So the more we can rely on it, which makes it easier to share. So I, I just I think that that's such a beautiful concept. Um, uh, Eckhart Tolle shares this uh, this beautiful sort of passage in one of his books that that really like all of human language is just made up of air and consonants <laughs> that that our diaphragm can utter our vowels and then we just or something like that that we have these vowel sounds and then i think maybe it's our diaphragm that helps us engage for consonants and he said in one of his books that it's like how could how could all of human understanding be wrapped up in breath and consonants um 
or something like that. I'll have to re re go go back to my book. I think yeah, it's a loose translation, but it's like there's so much majesty and mystery and and it's just air and breath and and sound and and yet all this it, but it's representative of so much on the inside and it makes so many things real. Um I think that's really beautiful. So to give you something really to traction on as I start to head into home base here. I want to let you know that there are our five components to the energy of throat chakra. Um, this energy is turquoise blue, which I don't know if I've mentioned yet. I think I did at the top. And and, and you, you might visualize this as an inverted pyramid. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. As an indigo, or rather not indigo, a, a turquoise blue pyramid that's sort of suspended from your jaw and the pyramid is pointing downward, if that feels resonant to you. So like a pyramid, there's five components to this pyramid. So the band around your jaw is connected to your personal integrity. It contains your commitment to the truth. Then the back wall of this, this pyramid contains the energy of truth, both your personal truth and a higher divine truth. This backside of, of this chakra feeds the energy into your ears so that when you experience truth, you know you have been given guidance. The left side of this inverted pyramid is your willpower. And specifically, this says that you become strengthened each time you take a stand for yourself or you complete a task. So this energy on the left side is asking you to resolve to complete the best way that you can, whatever might be unfinished in your relationships. I'm just going to pause here for one second and let you know that I recently discovered, my doctor did, that I have a nodule on the left side of my thyroid. Well, the thyroid is the gland that the throat chakra governs, and the left side of the throat, like I just mentioned, corresponds to my willpower. And I've had a lot of stuff going on in my family of origin, in my relationships. And so I felt that this energy it's it it wants me to take a stand for myself it wants me to complete a task and so that's what i've been doing is resolving some issues and rifts in my relationship because i feel that that's what this nodule on the left side of this thyroid was encouraging me to do and so you can apply this to your own body and experience in whatever way makes sense to you so the right side of the pyramid contains creative energy that helps you to express more of who you are and then the front wedge of the pyramid represents the energy of communication. It feeds your vocal cords and your larynx, and it helps you to share your truth with others. So hopefully just knowing, parsing apart, I think it's nice to give you some anchor points to hold in onto. So those anchor points, again, um, you know, their, their connection to your personal integrity, their connection to the energy of truth, both yours and a, a divine truth. Um, it's connected to your willpower. It's connected to your communication. It's connected to your creativity. So if any of those words jump out at you, then those might be opportunities for you to facilitate this energy inside of your throat chakra. So how can you help this energy to come alive besides just bearing witness, besides just asking yourself the questions that I posed to you today? Well, you can process your life, <laughs> like process on the inside in an effort towards that description of purity that I offered you earlier is do your internal work through coaching, therapy, yoga. Yoga is a tool for processing. So do the inner work to let go of the parts of yourself that aren't really you 
and to cultivate the parts inside of you that are really you. And if you want support to do this, I'm going to raise my hand and I'm going to encourage you to work with me or I'm going to encourage you to work with anyone that can help you to purify your insides, to burn away whatever you've picked up throughout your lifetime that you no longer want to carry to make space for the beautiful parts of you that really want to emerge to do so. Um, here's something else that you can do is keep a journal and um, get your thoughts out, get your words out, practice on the page, practice to yourself. You could even, you know, when you're talking in your car, I, I rehearse my yogic themes in my car all the time so that when I'm saying them in a yoga class, it's not the first time I'm saying them, right? So just letting these words pass your lips, like you'd be surprised that hearing your own voice utter truth can be really healing to your own self. Like it's one thing to hear affirmations from someone else, but hearing them in your own voice or hearing your own truth can be just really stabilizing and healing in and of itself. Prayer, meditation, singing, and humming can stimulate this energy. So open your mouth, sing, let it out. And singing lets the air, the breath pass through the throat, which is really helpful and humming can be so restorative to the nervous system, to the, the vagal dorsal response. It can help take us out of fight or flight, out, out of this activation of nervous system and can bring us into, um, into a more regulated response. So whether you're in the throat chakra or any other chakra, humming can always be something that can help to regulate and give you more access to yourself. Um, public speaking expressive theater and dance can give you practice to help portray on the outside whatever's going on on the inside um and then eating fruit uh each chakra and after 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 the throat there aren't any more foods associated with the chakras but each of the lower chakras are associated with a food group and the food group that's associated with the throat is fruits they're said to be the highest on the food chain because when they ripen they drop to the ground by themselves and you don't have to kill anything or uproot anything or harvest them, right? So um, they're full of natural sugars and vitamin C, and they pass through the system very quickly, which means that they don't clog up the digestive process, and so they leave the energy free to travel to the upper chakras, these transcendent chakras, which is where we're now spending our time. Um, I'll let you know that uh, drinking alcohol, smoking marijuana, and overeating can all be ways to inhibit or prohibit this energy. Um, any drug or toxic substance is automatically prohibited to the throat chakra space. Um, and that's not saying that you aren't able to imbibe in any of these. It's just being aware and witnessing. And if you do use any of these um, substances as a way to cope or protect or get through, you might consider that um, that the medicine could also be holding you back, right? That the thing that you're using to make yourself feel better could also be um, prohibiting you from using your voice or speaking your truth or resonating or, you know, feeling pure on the inside and translating that purity to the outside. Um, and I can also let you know that if you experience anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, fear, those could be signs of a underfunctioning throat chakra where you hold everything in or swallow everything down and keep it all inside. Um, and then conversely, you know, like rambling, speaking all the time, never having a point, taking over the conversation, 
fire hosing people with information, that could be signs of an overexpressive throat chakra. So again, no judgment, just sort of witnessing wherever it is that you find yourself on that chasm. Excuse me, I'm a little bit sick today. So I thank you for just bearing with my sniffling a little bit. So finally, um, I'm going to give you a few mantras to um, to hold this energy. Um, and actually, I'm going to do that at the end. I'm going to make you my little offer first. I'm going to close. And then I'm going to give you a few mantras. And then, and then I'm going to say goodbye. All right? So I hope that this has been profound and helpful for you. I hope that this, this chakra of Vishuddha, especially pure, has given you more information about how your insides always end up on the outsides and and what you can do what your opportunities are to do on the inside to create a more desirable experience on the outside um if this is work that you want to continue the conversation specifically with me i'd like to offer you a special um a special consult call a special one-on-one free call with me so if you go to my website it's lifecoachingbylotus.com and right there you'll get all the ways to work with me and um all my stuff but then if you go to lifecoachingbylotus.com and you add a backslash and then just the word chakras after that c h a k r a s so lifecoachingbylotus.com/chakras you can go to this super secret page on my website that will allow you to book a one-on-one call with me for a chakra inventory. All right, and we can go through all seven of these primary chakras for your life right here right now and kind of understand what's happening inside of them, inside of you and and identify three main ways that you can start right now to bring your kundalini energy into more abundance, into more flow, into more right relationship inside of yourself so that you can live the most abundant and authentic life that's available to you. So please go to my website and book that call and I'll really look forward to meeting with you. Um, In the spirit of the throat chakra, I will offer you these affirmations. um, And in the show notes, I'm going to list the book where I where I got these affirmations because um, it's such a beautiful tool. So if you want to just close your eyes and listen and just receive the vibration of my words to you um, through the lens of this throat chakra, pure, resonant Vishuddha energy. I live in my truth. I communicate my truth. I am the truth. Communicating is vital to my well-being. I listen to the truth of others and I share my truth honestly. I develop will each time I meet a life challenge. I express my truth as creatively as possible. I communicate with those who open their hearts to me. I develop my integrity each time I tell the truth. My communication comes directly from my deep center. I express my love and goodness each time that I speak. My spirit rests in peace and silence. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Peace be with you, my friends. May it be so. Until we meet again.